Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. whole message I probably wasn't entirely in the mood for it and um, but I went did my grandfather thing and we had a little walk and a little a little uh, picnic on our picnic rug and it was beautiful and um, oh then we heard the, the I call it the whippy van the ice cream lady oh shh, be quiet uh, and um, so we bought an ice cream, and, uh, and I'm sitting there on the picnic rug, <laughs> and, um, and I was just about to finish the ice cream, and I, and I said, to, said to the kids, you know what I really like? And straight up, <laughs> Paris responded, you like eating ice cream and laying down. And as soon as she said that, I fell back down into the sun. And so I just laughed and laughed and laughed out of the mouth of babes. But while I'm laying there, and you know how to do this, parents, you can have a little nana nap, uh, and you can be minding the kids as well, can't you? But <laughs> Julie had to take one of them to the toilet, and I'm doing the nana nap in the sun. I'm like a lizard, just go, oh, this is glorious. I can hear Charlie. I can hear Joey. But then I'm realizing Joey's, uh, you know, she's getting a little bit uh, instructional, a bit matter of fact with Charlie. Saying something, I don't know. I don't know if she's just bossing him around. And, and then I heard, I told you, Charlie, to get off that sign. One of the council street signs, steel sign, you know, I... I I, I looked up because I hear this thud. The whole sign had come out of the ground and was laying on the grass. I went, hang on, hang on. This has never happened to me in all my days of raising children. A whole council street sign has been leveled in the sim simplicity of children playing. Help me with this, Charlie. How did you do it? How did you do it? I'm looking around and, and uh, the ground is uprooted and... Uh, and I'm going, oh my goodness, I don't even know what to do. And uh, come on, let's just get out of here. You know? just, uh... <laughs> People are looking at me from the car, so what's your response? You know, oh, you're damaging uh, council property. I don't know what my response is. I'm just going to get out of here. Father, we thank you for fathering and grandfathering and grandmothering and mothering and we thank you Lord for the mothers and the fathers in the house and the, and, uh, the spiritual mothers and fathers in the house and Lord we thank you that you are our father would you open our eyes this morning to understand that we are your sons and daughters but sons and, and Jesus is our brother and we are, in fact, brothers and sisters of this magnificent family that was costed by the great sacrifice of our Lord, our big brother, Jesus, the Son, the capital S Son of the Father. Holy Spirit, would you come now and help us understand if we are really understanding what it means to be a son and daughter or are we maybe acting like orphans Lord I pray this morning that you would do something supernatural in our hearts to give us sonship Lord through the through the power of your word and through the Holy Spirit we thank you God this morning you will do miracles in people's hearts and the saints say, amen. You can take a seat. God bless you. 
Wow, what a weekend last weekend. Thank you, our team. Give them a hand, everyone. They are so magnificent. They're getting better and better. And uh, last week was amazing. Uh, oh, my goodness. Where do you begin? Please, if you weren't there, um, if you weren't there last week, check the podcast out. I think it was so, uh, so amazing. Uh, and, and you need it. You need to understand and I think something was, um, something shifted in the atmosphere, something shifted in the hearts. We needed that message. I needed it, and I'm still being challenged by it. Um, he has left some resources left. We sold 30 odd of these books, but this uh, book by John Kingsley Allen is still available at the desk if you want it. It's so reasonable. What is it, $15? 15 yeah, 15 it is. I think it's 10 if you buy two. And there is another book. No? 15. Okay. So The Spirit of Sonship, it's all in there. Who's been bold enough to start reading it? Who's been bold enough? And yeah, yeah, it's... it's look, um, J... What's his name? J.I. Packer, great theologian, English theologian. He says, unless we understand what it means to be a child of God... And in fact, a son. So when I say son, that's you two ladies, sorry. But sons, sons unto glory is, is you also. So excuse me if I say sons and represent the ladies too. Is that all right? But you are sons and daughters. Uh, that is correct to say that you are sons and daughters also. But when we say sonship, that does mean the ladies too. So um, that book is, if you were to understand even 30% of that book, you would be well on the way of becoming, maturing God and becoming the family of God and beginning to understand that you are um, a child of God, most certainly, but a son, a chip off the old block, amen? Yeah. Chip off the old block. And when you're a chip off the old block, you represent a, a, a great part of your father. If we say, you're a chip off the old black block, Matt, that means that Matt's dad must have been a legend and, uh, and, and must have showed the same virtues, the same uh, attributes, the same nature maybe uh, that, that Matt has. But, you know, and, and so I'd like to think that we're all a chip off the old block. Um, so... Let's talk about that this morning. I've got to drop in a little bit of the word, and then I've got to give you a test. It's like going to the dentist. Where's Bree? Where's Bree this morning? Where's Bree? She's in kids' church. It's like going to the dentist and them saying, look, actually, I've got to do an x-ray on your mouth. And because, oh, look at that. We've got some dark areas behind tooth number and who loves that, you know, when, but that, that's wrong with that tooth, help me, that was a good tooth, we're all getting along so fine, hey, you got some dark spot, on, and you know, we've got to take that filling out, we've got to get to that dark spot, and we've got to fill it, everyone, it's, people are beginning to get traumatized, even as, I'll just stop right there, um, so, so, we've got to do a little test at the end, we've got to do a little test, and it's the orphan spirit test, uh, who's up for that? We, we just want to work, we just want to make sure, we just want to make sure that we're not acting, we're not acting like, like orphans, we're not driven trying to earn our way into heaven, and we want to make sure that, we, that we, we're not trying to earn our way, but we're, that, and, and that we're children of God, but we're sons of God, sons and daughters of God that have access even on our worst days, as Pastor Garth Ball is teaching the people in Nairobi, because unfortunately in Nairobi, there's a culture, a spiritual culture, that you are like almost a slave, uh, that you, and if you don't earn your way unto salvation, that you fall well short outside of God's approval. And Garth is doing a magnificent job, series by series, of teaching them about grace. And pray for that church. It's actually growing. It's probably even bigger than ours now, so uh, God. And that's what sons are supposed to do. Sons are supposed to do even way better 
than their fathers. Is that cool? There's supposed to be no competition between Garth and I, although there is. There is good competition. Our church must remain bigger. Bring visitors. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they think it's a bingo club, but they come. Come play bingo. Oh, hang on. This is a bit different than the usual bingo I play. Just bring them. They'll get saved. And uh, just like the C3 Cares, we had 30 people just wanting to hang out, have conversation, and, uh, and have a meal. Just wanting to be in the, you know, out of the house. And so there must be so many people out there. So J.I. Packer, the spirit, this message is called The Spirit of Sonship, Sons and Daughters. Oh, I've got to really crunch this. Uh, and then I'm going to give you the test. I've got to give you the, uh, the orphan test. Um, and so I, I think that's going to be fun. Pardon? We're all excited, that's right. If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, wrote J.I. Packer in his famous book, Knowing God, which I couldn't even read two more, than, more than two pages of that book. It's been in my bookshelf. I have a thousand plus books, but that book is so meaty, so it's just... It's just one of those books I've never been able to find a way through. But one of the subjects in there is about sonship. I haven't still read it. I have gleaned, I have gleaned from other sources, uh, I've gleaned a couple of statements from John, which is, is he's absolutely cutting edge on the subject, and he lives it. He is the embodiment of it, amen. He's a tour de force on the subject. He's, I just think, and I, I want to, I've asked them, with the prayer that he, the benediction that he prayed at the end of Sunday morning, I think it was. I've asked him to record it. Nathan, I hope we've got it to maybe play at the end of this message. Uh, I asked Stephen or asked one of the guys to make sure we can archive that and play it because that benediction was so amazing, so amazing. And I think we need to hear it again, especially for the people that weren't here. Guys, you really need to know that you're a child of God. You probably know that the struggle that a lot of people have is that they don't know that they are sons. And they don't know that Father God is a good father. They don't mind being a follower of Jesus, revolutionary leader. Ah, you know, I'll follow him. He's radical, does miracles, great teacher. Awesome, I'll follow, be a follower. But he actually wants you to be a son, not just a follower, especially at a distance. He wants you to be a son. He wants you to become part of the family business, amen? So better to understand, how better to understand this is go to the scripture in Philippians 2.19. Oh, what did he say? Oh, you wanna know that? He says this, okay, sorry. He says, he, says, he says, if you want to know God better, okay, let's back it up. If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, wrote J.I. Packer in his famous book, Knowing God, he says, find out how much he, he makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as his father. Wow. Packer says, it should pervade our worship, our prayers, and our whole outlook on life. A Christian is one who has been adopted by God, brought into the family of God, all by the Son of God, and it changes everything. So, it's, so we've really got to understand this really, I think it's one of the, one of the big factors that is holding the church back worldwide and it's one of the factors or, or one of the revelations uh, that we need we need to, uh, to to appropriate but to digest and to allow it to go deep down into the deepest recesses of our life and allow God to be our father and allow the son of God Jesus to be our brother and and for us to be brothers and sisters. And then in the mix, there's spiritually fathers and mothers who are somewhat further down the line, more mature, that 
you would do well to incline yourself to and honor and respect and ask them and allow them tutelage, instruction, advice, discipleship, if you will, to live a better life in God. That's how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. So the scripture says in 2.19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you, and I also may be cheered when I receive news about two. Cheered, yeah. 2.20, I have no one else like him. Who will show genuine concern for your welfare? 2.22, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because of a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Sounds like a chip off the old block, doesn't he? Paul has taught Timothy, raised him up. Timothy was mostly raised by his mum, but Paul got a hold of him and trained him up as a son. Sonship, it is quite simply the way God prefers to do business. If you mean business with God, you really need to learn what it means to be a son to a father in the body of Christ. Three great biblical examples would be Paul and Timothy, Moses and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha. What's the spirit of sonship? It, it entails values and entails a value system, but an attitude, an attitude that you aspire to. I was watching um, Tim Allen. Who knows Tim Allen? Uh, he's a God man. He's a Christian. I watched an extraordinary interview with him, and he says he says that. God is a builder. Big statement right there to the interview. He said, God, have you seen that, Tim? God is a builder. He, he says God is a builder. Why? Because he believes he's been sent on purpose for a reason to perform a work, to be part of a work that God is doing on the earth. And he says God is a builder. Lovely man. Ooh, uh, it was about a 10-minute interview. You can find it on YouTube. So the kingdom foundation, God reveals itself to be one God in three persons, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God as, God as Father and Son must build his kingdom on the basis of who he is, a family of three in one. God builds intentionally and relationally through that family, that three-in-one family, a family made up of sons. It's the only way that God will build his kingdom. There's no plan B. So the gospel is a story of a father and son who by the Spirit created a family made up of sons. When those sons committed anarchy against the father, God sent his son to pay the penalty for their sin by shedding his blood and dying on the cross. The sons through Jesus Christ now have direct immediate access. We said that when we're born again. And God is establishing his kingdom on the earth through spiritual sons living as healthy sons of God in the context of loving spiritual families. It's the foundational reason for advancing and, and, and it's the foundational uh, concept and principle of advancing of his kingdom. The degree to which we open and connect our hearts to God as Father and to his family is the degree to which we become like Christ and advance his kingdom. How well we connect at the heart covenantially, covenant, covenantially with our spiritual family will determine our level of wholeness and our eternal impact for the kingdom. A spiritual family, and I said it, is made up of fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, sons, and daughters. Relating well at a heart level 
to our spiritual family is foundational to bringing glory to God and advancing God's kingdom on earth. Sonship. I, I just want to just, just contextualize what I'm going to say at the end. Sonship. Are you a son of God? Has the Holy Spirit told you personally that you are a son of God? I'm asking you that. Do you have revelation deep inside you that you are a son, a daughter? That's a good question. Do you relate to God as your father through Jesus Christ? How has your natural father and mother affected your relationship with your heavenly father and family? Now that is loaded. Loaded. And I could give example and example in my own personal life. As my dad be standing on the, dad loved soccer, I would go out there and play my best. I even scored goals. I remember even scoring three goals and coming off the field and I'd get a, but you could have passed it, and why didn't you pass it to, and, you know, you didn't really need to score that, you should, you know, I scored three goals, I was magnificent. <laughs> Man, I'm a hero in my own lunch break, I mean, please, but I was really looking for his affirmation. I could tell he was pleased, but he wanted better. I think it was like the unpleasable father, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunate thing. But my dad was brilliant on so many levels. Don't put my dad in that box. My dad was awesome. I could go on and on how awesome my dad was. But my dad had been banged up through the war, through his own upbringing, and he had this perfectionist thing happening. Amen? It's just this perfectionist thing. I, Anyway, let's not even go there. Everyone's got their own father stuff happening. Some people didn't have fathers. Uh, we, we, you know, we cannot even believe what we've, we can't even begin to sympathize or understand what each one of us have been dispositioned with through our own fathers. Is that right? You get your identity from your fathers. When in the Old Testament, uh, you were being raised up, your father taught you your skill that, you, that was in the family business. If you were in agriculture, your dad taught you how to plow the land, how to sow the seed. You didn't go to agriculture class. You didn't go to Wyong TAFE and let them look after your son. No, the father looked after the sons and it gave them their sense of identity it gave them their sense of security. It gave them affirmation. It was profound. It's a bit like the surfy culture. You know, I've got to imagine, yeah, just, just thinking, yeah, son, get out there. Yeah, get out in that little board. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, caught some foam. That's some whitewash. That'll, that'll be all right. But no, you know, and the dad, you know, these guys are knowing that one day with confidence built up, they're going to ride some waves, aren't they? And they can do it. Because the father has been in the mix. Because dad said, the ladies are going, oh, please be careful. Oh, no, 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 I'm never doing that. That's a terrible sport. Terrible sport. He nearly drowned. But mums have, now I've got to, got to fix that up now. See that? But mums, mums have a nurturing and a protective uh, at, at, you know, scope of their life, attributes and, and grace on their life to make sure that the fathers don't just get their sons or daughters doing crazy stuff. <laughs> Got to understand your son. It comes from the fathers. Okay, um, look. The power of adoption. The power of adoption. Am I getting somewhere? So it's the power of adoption. You've got to realize that you've been adopted. All right, Galatians 4, 5. I haven't got time to read it. Uh, John 1, 12. Put it down in your notes. It's the power of adoption. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the fa Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. 
Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So there's a power of adoption. We don't really understand that we've been adopted into the family, but we're born again into the family of God. There's a sense of belonging to this family. It's a great privilege. We've been united with this family through Christ. For the love of Christ compels us, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.14. In ordinary life, as adopted child receives a new name, he takes the name of his new parents and also receives all the privileges and potential of his new family. The purpose of adoption. What objective does the father have in adopting you as a child? One, to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Romans 8, 29. Two, to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1, 4. To do good works, which he prepared for us to do in advance. Ephesians 2, 10. Why have you adopted me, Lord? Glad you asked. To grasp as a body the full extent of his love. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 20. And also to fight the good fight together, strong in him. He wants you to be a winner. He wants you to fight, but you've got to know the Father's affirmation. When you know the Father's affirmation, you can do extraordinary things. That's why it's such an injustice when you don't have the affirmation of a father, naturally, but the affirmation of God the Father. Because I believe, even at a young age, I knew God the Father. I knew I was going to be right at the end of the day. I knew by dangling off a three-story building as a 10-year-old, wanting to jump, but then thinking, yeah, maybe not this high, but some, you know, a little bit lower. I used to jump off house roofs, which was quite high for a 10-year-old, isn't it, Ed? It's quite high. Uh, but, but Father God, I knew Father God, I knew he wouldn't let me come to grief. I, I, I knew I could do heroic things because my father was in charge and he was my security, he was my peace. That's another thing the Father gives you, an extraordinary peace. That Father, your Father, your good Father, He's gonna make it all right. He's gonna turn it around for good. I think it's extraordinary when you know, and that's why we need to do the orphan test. It's gonna explain that. Woo, I'm excited. The practice of our adoption, we are called to walk in a relationship with the Father that is marked by openness and trust. So when you go to the, uh, the Beatitudes, and I haven't got time to do these scriptures, but in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus, Jesus is always deferring to the Father. He's teaching them to rely on the Father on the Beatitude, in the Beatitudes. We actually went and visited where he did this message. I said, stop the car, stop the car. I want to go to the hill. I, why didn't he do that? I don't know. But the, we were there. I think there's a fence around it. I'm not sure, but it's actually where Jesus did the Beatitudes. Huh? Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's not go there. Julie wasn't happy. She was. So, Jesus is teaching in the Beatitudes to glorify the Father. Let your light shine. So, your Father in heaven be pleased. To love as the Father loves. Uh, again, uh, to talk with the Father. Hallowed be thy name. To trust the Father. Therefore, I say unto you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. I remember the first time I ever saw someone freaking out about that there wasn't enough food in the cupboards in the 70s, because this is a 70s uh, flashback, and, and I went to someone's house, and we were living there for a couple of days. They lived near the beach, anyway, up north, and, and I remember it was, I won't say it was a lady, but it could have been the guy, but it was the lady. It was the mother, and of course, of course she's worried about if there's food in, in the cupboard, and she was freaking out about there was no food in, in the cupboards, and, but food was coming the next day, but she was freaked out. She thought we were going to starve to death that day, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. This was a grown, sensible woman. She'd held a job. I knew this woman, but she was freaking out, and she was really getting uh, stuck into her husband at that time. There's no food in the... T uh, but, but hang on, we'll get some food tomorrow. Yes, but there's no food now, and we need food. And whoa, hang on, look, God, God... You know, although I wouldn't say that back then, you know, I knew instinctively, this is going to be all right. We're not going to starve to death. God's going to provide. It can last a day to trust the Father. Therefore, I say, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about, oh, I wish I knew that scripture at the time. I'm not sure if they would have received it. 
uh, what are you, mad? Get out of here with that reasoning. Uh, that's what they would have said. And to please the Father. God wants you to live in relationship with your Father. Not just a faraway acquaintance. He wants, a, wants you to have a personal relationship. And it means being um, sometimes disciplined. Hebrews 12, 7 to 12, 11. Uh, if we endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? And the scripture keeps um, inferring that as you read down. Sonship. What is sonship? It's recognition that God in Christ has a plan from before the foundation of the world to call them born of the Spirit, son. Um, 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 Adam was the first son. Adam walked away. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day and enjoyed open fellowship and communion with God until he chose to disobey God. Adam gave up sonship, and the result was that he lost the status of son and acquired the status of an orphan. Boom, there's a key word, orphan. He gave up communion with his father. The spirit-to-spirit relationship he had with father, this is Adam I'm talking about in the Garden of Eden, severed the relationship resulting in the separation of the father and the son, Adam. The enemy's scheme was to separate Adam from God, the son from his father. Can you see that in your own life? I can see it in my life. The enemy just putting that wedge in between me and my dad, you know, through stuff that he went through that, you know, and I went going through and the wedge, you know, and of course sometimes he gets his way and sometimes he gets his way only so much and you know, and, 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 but there's always, there's always some corruption. There's some, you know, there's something wrong with the relationship. And it takes a very, huh, it takes a very resolute family to hold tough to sons and daughters, sons. And, you know, I remember not wanting to know about my parents in the 70s. I'm out of here. Woo, age 16, I'm going up to the Gold Coast surfing. Woo, and you know, I don't want to know about my father and his aspirations for my life to be uh, this sort of person. And, and then you grow up and you have a family and you go, hang on, mum and dad know something about this. I better go back home and honor what they did. They got me, you know. And, and so uh, that slow travel back to honoring my parents was like, that, that, was, that was amazing and, and so healing. And then to actually go back to Wales and honor where they came from and honor their uh, whole heritage was absolutely uh, just so amazing, so amazing to my life to honor their, their family way back. Um, okay, so it was the enemy's plan from the beginning to separate his son from his father, and it continues, this, continue, this attack continues to this day. Jesus, the second Adam, the Son of God, came to show us the father and son relationship. Thank you, Jesus. You showed us what it, what it, what it was to be a son. And, and do you know what the critical factor it is, is to be a son? Jumping ahead of myself, but obedience. It's obedience. I just thought this was amazing. This is the development of a son. I think I got this on PowerPoint. Uh, and, and it's talking about becoming a son. Neopos, is that right, Jonathan? I think, did I ask you to, to put that up below at the stage of the spiritual sonship, which is a short description, Neopos, infant, baby, not older. So this is what happens when you first get saved. You're just like an infant, baby, not old enough to speak or function. Help me with this word, padon, padon, little child, then you're growing up as a son little child able to understand some godly principles. Technon, I know that, I've preached on that one. Technon is a teacher, is a teenager beginning to want to understand his or her destiny. And I used to quote things like, when you get to teenage years, give me the keys, I can drive, I'm out of here. And you know, you think you're ready to drive. Neoskos is a young adult beginning to rule his or her own life well. This is the stages of... Um, I mustn't have given it to you, Jonathan, sorry. And Heoios, these are Greek words, I think. Fully matured son who represents his father well. So they're the stages. Did anyone find themselves in that staging? 
Did anyone find themselves in that staging? All of them, yeah. It's good to understand those stages. Really important to walk out those stages. Steps of sonship, spiritual father. And, and then I, I love the notion, Derek Prince says, the nature of the church. Just before I give you your, your, your quiz, he says, the nature of the church, seven pictures of the church in Ephesians. He says, number one, the assembly, two, the body of Christ. Three, the workmanship. Four, the family. Five, the temple. Six, the bride. Seven, the army. That's what the church, that's what the church, that's the identity of the church. That's what the church, the middle one is the family. The family, Ephesians 2.18. For through him, who's him? This is Ephesians 2.18, thanks guys. For through him, that's Jesus, we both have access by one spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, to the Father. See there's three? There's that family family affair again. There's that family principle. The foundation of our Christian life is based on the foundation of the kingdom of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So at the center is us, the family, brothers and sisters. You know, the, the Bible doesn't call us um, uh, Christians or believers as much as brothers. Brothers, brother, 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 sister too, sister. Woo. Two main features of the revelation. One, oh, this is, oh my goodness. Got another week. No, I've got to do the test. I've got to do the test. I, I've, I've given enough, haven't I? You ready for the test? Have I given you enough, enough anesthetic? Have I, have I given you enough? Because I've got to give you the test. <laughs> I write to you, dear children, 1 John 2.14, because you know the Father. I could have mentioned the prodigal uh, son story, and I think I will just quickly. Uh, okay, so one father, two sons, three positions. One father, um, in the story of the prodigal, two sons. One son goes, spends his inheritance, uh, and ends up poverty-stricken, starving, starving. And he says, I could do better just even as a servant if I went back home. So he toddles off back, comes to his senses, the Bible says, and he goes back home. And he's expecting to be met by his father in dour terms. Well, that serves you right. Now you can be just like the servants. He said, I can't do that. No, you got to, and warm embrace. So he gets the big warm embrace of father to come back. That's what Christians think. Oh, look, can I just creep into the kingdom? No, you got to come in with a big, firm, warm embrace of the father. And even when you backslide, whatever you do, it's always the father trying to bring you back, Amen. The goody two-shoes son, he says, well, what about me? I, I've always been here, man. I don't get all this. Uh, you know, where's my robe? Where's my, where's my ring? Where's my fatted calf? Where's my party? But you were always here. You could have had this intimate relationship if you wanted, but he didn't. He was just on a good works thing, and he was at a distance from the father. He, you know what I mean? He was, he was, he was, always, he was always entitled to the inheritance of a, of, a, of a wonderful relationship with his father. But now... He's not celebrating with his father. He doesn't understand that his father's very, very happy that his son came home and he can't even celebrate with the father. He can't even celebrate. What are you celebrating about him? He's only my brother. You know, he deserved a, you know. No. So we fail to celebrate with, with our fathers. We fail to celebrate with our leaders. We fail to celebrate with our church that we get, that we get excited when, a, when a, a sinner gets saved, when when, when a visitor comes into church. So three positions. Um, lost. Um, uh, what is it? Lost. Um, let's get this right. The lost son, the serving son, and the embraced son. But somehow, the older son did have an orphan mindset. Let's have a look at that. Let's work out how to break free of that. Ephesians 1, 5. 
In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. So you've heard the story. The story is frequently told of a baby eagle that fell out of the nest, became separated from its family. Mother chicken took pity on, on it, and apparently, uh, apparently orphan eagle on apparently the orphan eagle and raised the baby as her own. So little baby eaglet, mother chicken, mother chicken takes pity on the orphan eagle, eaglet and says, look, hang out with us. And, you know, the eagle, the eaglet is just scraping around, you know, in, in the, but looking up going, you know what, I know I'm supposed to be up there with those guys, with those eagles. But because of this identity thing, um, Interesting, isn't it? So signs of an orphan mindset. One, we have an orphan mindset when contemplating that God has called us to, read it again. We have an orphan mindset when contemplating what God has called us to do continually makes us feel inadequate or afraid. When the Bible says in John 14, 16 and 18, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And I'll not leave you as orphans. And I will come to you. Imagine understanding and realizing the gravity and the weight of the revelation of that you do have the Holy Spirit with you and for you. And what God asks you to do, you can do in his strength. We have an orphan mindset when we believe that it is impossible to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Like the young eagle gazing at the eagle soaring in the sky, I look at the life of Jesus presented in the Gospels and wonder, if only, can I really aspire to that? I know I'm called to be a disciple follower of Jesus, but can it be done? I just, yeah. Somehow it is much easier to relate to the unlikely heroes of Scripture, the Old Testament say, those flawed and sinful people then God used, that God used to change history then to Jesus. And yet Jesus' life is the picture of what my life could look like. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Or Eugene Patterson says it like this in the message, we see the original and intended shape of our lives there in Jesus, Romans 8, 29. So we're created to be sons. We've got the same DNA. All right, let's do this prayer. Or maybe, maybe I'll, I'll go to, again, understanding if we got this. Before I go to that prayer, living as sons and daughters. Okay, let, 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 let's just qualify this again. We're doing the test, all right? Um, just checking out if we've got the orphan spirit. Mm. An orphan spirit says, sees God as master, lives by love of the law, is always insecure, needs to be noticed, is one for whom discipline is a duty. Whereas a son and daughter sees God as a loving father, lives by the law of love, has security, rest, and peace, has total acceptance, is one of whom discipline is a delight. And five truths associated with that, it, it, it go like this, the revelation of belonging, two, of being wanted and valued, three, of favor, this is what it's like to be a son and daughter, four, of being seen and watched over by God, and five, of being approved. Did you get that? When you're a son and daughter, you are, you, you, these are some of the truths that you would live by. The revelation of belonging, two, being wanted and valued, three, of favor, four, of being seen and watched over by God, and five, of being approved. So how did you pull up, guys? That was it. You should have worked it out yourself by what I've given you. So that was it. So, so that, 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 that was it. Uh, you should well, truly know. Look, I think 
if you feel distant from God, if you don't really believe that the love of God is shed abroad over your heart continually, I think if you feel like you can't do something uh, continually, you're saying to yourself, I cannot do that which you are asking me. Th that's probably not good because a son, I don't know about, about, about you, but sons and daughters, when the father and mother believe in that child, they'll have a go. But if you're not quite sure if your father is for you and with you, um, you will second guess yourself and you will lack that security and protection. The security and protection ultimately comes from Father God. That He's looking out over you, He's smiling on you, He's protecting you, He's loving you, He's guiding you, He's turning all things around for good to those that love Him. You just know that, that somehow, all right, here's the prayer. Father, I'm sorry for the times that I do not recognize and embrace the truth of my relationship to you, that I'm your fully loved and fully accepted child. You might want to shut your eyes. I repent of the times I feel and act as though I am an orphan alone. Yeah, okay, we can do that. It's a powerful prayer. All right. Do you think we should stand, Jules? Or? Yeah, let's all stand. This is a prayer to be released from the orphan mindset. Yeah. Father God, we just present this prayer, a prayer to release us from the orphan mindset. You know, the orphan mindset comes, unfortunately comes through, oh, through parenting that was there, wasn't there, and parenting that was askew. So Father God, we, we honor our mums and dads. We honor our parents. But Lord, we understand things that may have happened to us. We understand that there are things that we are dispositioned by. So let's say this prayer. Father, I'm sorry for the times that I do not recognize and embrace the truth of my relationship to you. Okay, I'll break it down. Father, I am sorry for the times that I do not recognize and embrace the truth of my relationship to you. That I am your fully loved and fully accepted child. I repent of the times I feel and act as though I am an orphan alone. Feel and act as though I'm an orphan alone. When Jesus has paid the highest price of his life that I might be a member of your family. When Jesus has paid the highest price of his life that I might be a member of your family. I renounce, refuse to have any longer the orphan mindset with all of its lies, rejection, unbelief, especially including anything specific God has shown me and will show me in the future. I ask that by your Spirit, you will continue to expose and deal with any residue of orphan thinking in my life. Thank you for the gift of a new life and for receiving me into your family. I choose to believe the truth of who I am in relationship to you and who you are in relationship to me. Thank you for your spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit filling my life, saturating my heart and mind with the truth of who I am and whose I am. All fear is gone. I receive your joy. I receive your fresh anointing right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
statement comes from one of the ministries associated with a message like this. And he says, often within the church, it is difficult to tell whether a person walks in the heart attitude of an orphan or son. This includes daughters. Outwardly, a person may have a pattern of service, sacrifice, discipline, and apparent loyalty, but you do not know what is inside a person until he or she gets bumped. Then the attitude of the heart overflows at a time when they feel they are getting the recognition or favor they deserve. I'll say that last statement. Then the attitude of the heart overflows at a time when they feel they are not getting the recognition of favor they deserve. Jack Frost, great minister of God. Father in heaven, we thank you, Father, that we are a citizen of heaven, that we're sons and daughters. You know, Born, you know, the series, the movie, Born Identity. He opens the suitcase, there's his passport, there's his gun, there's his finances. Let's spiritualize that. There's your passport for heaven, for the kingdom. There's your gun. Oh, hang on. Uh, there's, there's your weapons of warfare, your prayer, your righteous living, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, gird your loins with truth, shoes of the gospel, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, sword of the Lord. And there's your finances. God is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, our provider. Don't fear, don't worry. The birds don't worry. I don't see them fritting and fretting. They know that God's going to provide. You are a daughter of the Lord. You are a son of God, little s. You are a son of the living God. You are in the family business, the church of Jesus Christ. You are a citizen of heaven. You have a passport to heaven. You are a passport to this world of the kingdom of God that is in you. The kingdom of God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in you. You are a son and you are a daughter. I rebuke and I break off you that orphan spirit to perform, to work hard, to earn your way to heaven. You have free access to God. You have free access to the Father. And He gladly loves you. He loves you. He loves you with an unbridled passion. Like in the prodigal son story, He embraces you with a love. He embraces you with a party. listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.